Hello, friends. This is Series 7 of Satisfied. The Series 7 podcasts enhance the Radical Acts Bible study of the book of Acts in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary, everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we looked at how to choose the right causes to support, the ones that align with the purposes of God. Today's podcast will cover Lesson 7 of Radical Acts Bible Study. We will look at how following Christ on adventure will help you to find and fulfill God's purpose for you. What a passage we have this week! So many topics! The Jerusalem Council aligned themselves with the purposes of God, made choices that aligned with the purposes of God, submitted to the Holy Spirit's leading, and acted on that decision. Did you see that? The Gentiles, as well as the Jews, are all saved by faith alone, through Christ alone. God's plan was to bring both groups together into one new organism called the church, and He did it. Jesus Christ fulfilled the Mosaic Law. It was no longer needed. His death on the cross finished whatever was needed to provide complete salvation to everyone who trusts in Him. It is by grace we are saved through faith, not by works. Every Gentile Christian since that day has rejoiced. Amen? In the scriptures that follow the council's decision, we see Paul and Barnabas disagreeing over Mark. We are introduced to Timothy and his family. We meet Lydia and her household, plus the jailer and his household. And of course, we see how singing causes earthquakes. Just kidding. All of those real people experienced adventure with the Spirit of God in different ways. In this podcast, I want to focus on two young men who began their adventure with Christ as teens. Do you have any teenagers in your household? What about in a year or two? Some people are afraid of their children becoming teenagers. The expectation is that life will be bad at that time. But it doesn't have to be that way. What I've learned along the way is that God can certainly grab hold of the heart of a teen boy or girl so that they become totally sold out to Jesus Christ, but live it out in different ways. I've seen that happen in my own children. Both Mark and Timothy, from our lesson today, began their adventure with Christ as teens. Let's look at the first teen, Mark. Up front, I'll tell you that Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark many years after what happened in Acts chapter 15. He had quite a God adventure. When Mark was a teenager in Jerusalem, he knew Jesus. In fact, it is thought that the Last Supper was held at his mother's house. In Mark chapter 14, Mark may have written a veiled reference to himself, since no other gospel writer mentions this incident. He describes a young man, likely a teenager, who followed Jesus out to the Garden of Gethsemane wearing only a linen garment. That indicates he came from a wealthy family. Without any other clothing, tells us he dressed hastily in the middle of the night. That sounds like a teen boy. <laughs> For the next 14 years, Mark was part of the Jerusalem church community, where he listened to the apostles' teaching. At times, the church would gather at his mother's house to pray. About 11 years after the resurrection, Mark left Jerusalem with his cousin Barnabas to go to Antioch in Syria. 
There, Barnabas and Paul headed up a growing church filled with Gentiles. Mark helped. Around the age of 30, Mark traveled with Barnabas and Paul on their first missionary journey to Cyprus. A year later, when they got to what we know as southern Turkey, Mark left them and headed back to Jerusalem. We don't know the reasons behind his departure. It's wrong to speculate. Paul used the word deserted, so that's how Paul felt about Mark's decision to leave. Three years later, as a 30-something, Paul didn't want Mark on their second missionary journey. Barnabas wanted to continue mentoring his cousin, so he took Mark with him to Cyprus again. Paul took Silas and headed north to Turkey. God now had two mission teams. Then Mark went back to Jerusalem, where he connected with Peter. For the next 15 to 20 years, Mark traveled with Peter, listening to Peter's sermons and recording them. Peter probably had the greatest influence on Mark. When Mark was around 50, an aging Peter called him my son in the letter that we know as 1 Peter, which was written from Rome. By this time, Mark's relationship with Paul was also restored. Both times when Paul was in prison in Rome, Mark is there with him. Paul called Mark his fellow worker and was very useful to him. It's generally believed that Mark adapted Peter's preaching and teachings about Jesus into the book we now call Mark, arranged and shaped as he was guided by the Holy Spirit. So the young teen who knew Jesus as a youth had many experiences that shaped his life and led him to the work that God had in mind for him. God was patient with Mark and was able to use Mark in a ministry totally different from Paul's, but equally as important. Sometimes maturity takes longer. Never give up on a young person who belongs to the Lord. And don't try to force them into serving God your way, but always want them to pursue God's purpose for them. Timothy was also a teen when he began his spiritual adventure with Jesus. Timothy was born and reared in Lystra, central Turkey. His mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois were devout Jews who became believers in Christ through Paul's teaching. Timothy's father was a Greek. There is no mention of him beyond that. Timothy first heard Paul preach the gospel on Paul's first visit to Lystra, and Timothy trusted in Christ. In essence, Paul was Timothy's spiritual father. Timothy was not wealthy, but he was rich in reputation and gifts that God had given him for ministry. The local church recognized this about him and told Paul when he came back to Lystra. So Paul invited Timothy to participate on the rest of his second missionary journey. For three years, Timothy traveled with Paul on this missionary journey facing incredible odds, and he didn't quit. During that time, Timothy helped to establish churches at Philippi, Thessalonica, and Berea. When Paul left Berea to go to Athens in Acts chapter 17, Timothy and Silas stayed behind before later joining Paul in Corinth. Timothy was sent to Thessalonica to strengthen the faith of believers there. He also traveled with Paul to minister to churches in both Greece and Western Turkey. Six of Paul's epistles to churches include Timothy in the salutations, meaning Timothy was with him when Paul wrote those letters. 
Acts does not tell us whether Timothy was with Paul during the two-year imprisonment at Caesarea, but he was with Paul during his house arrest in Rome. After Paul's release around 62 AD, Timothy and Paul traveled to Ephesus, where Timothy was left as an apostolic representative with the authority to order worship, appoint elders and deacons, as well as maintain the teaching of truth and sound Christian doctrine within all the churches located in that region. We can look at the lives of these young men and see that both have been trained in the scriptures since childhood. Both met Jesus as teenagers, one physically, the other spiritually. Both were discipled by apostles and other godly men. Both had great potential for serving Christ. Timothy found his niche for serving Christ right away. He jumps in with both feet, never turned back. He became a lifelong missionary and pastor. Mark tasted missionary life and backed off from that. Then he came back strong in a different way as Peter's valued interpreter and writing assistant. Two books of the Bible bear Timothy's name as the recipient. One bears Mark's name as the author and is the first one translated by Wycliffe missionaries as they go into a new language group. Yet neither Timothy nor Mark were listed by name in the Gospels. Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll said that teens have special characteristics that are especially useful to God. Teens are available. They are usually not tied down by heavy family responsibilities. They're not restricted by mortgages and other expenses that accompany caring for a family. They are also risk takers. That same desire to try bungee jumping and roller coasters and other daredevil stunts can be channeled to serving God. They love going to difficult places on mission trips. They're not worried at all about the things that could go wrong. They think they're invincible anyway. Am I right? Teens also desire to make a difference. You know how kids coming out of high school and college want to change the world? Encourage them to do that with the gospel. 90% of missionaries on the field either accepted Christ or received their call to missions while attending a youth camp. Teens also have abundant energy. All that activity needs to be funneled somewhere. Why not in the direction of serving Christ? In many ways, teens can be two-year-olds in big bodies. They do go through self-centered times as they establish identity apart from their parents. That's natural and normal. But when you input correctly during the first 12 years, teaching them to serve, to be flexible, practical, able to wait, to be givers, and to trust God for all their needs, then they'll be prepared for becoming ministers of the gospel in any way, in any place, and at any time God chooses for them. And they can find God's purpose for them as they follow Him on the adventure. But so can every woman listening to me today. The lives of Mark and Timothy illustrate for us how God's Holy Spirit transforms the lives of ordinary people like you and I are, and how He leads us in different ways to accomplish the purposes for which He created us. Dear believer, if you were looking at yourself and thinking that God doesn't have much purpose for you because you are ordinary, stop it. You don't need to do something extraordinary to validate your life. Women who are faithfully serving God in their own everyday spheres of influence are living lives of purpose 
even if not making a splash across the social media pages. It's okay to focus on serving your family well and not feel like you need to take care of the whole community too. That's fulfilling your purpose. It's okay to work hard at your job without aiming to be the CEO of the company. Doing your work as though serving Christ well will be noticed by others and bring Him glory. That's fulfilling your purpose. It's okay to faithfully teach the Bible to a group of neighbors and friends without being a published author. It's okay to not have a career outside of home and family right now if that is where God is placing you. You are fulfilling your purpose. Remember the process for decision-making? Those apply to finding your purpose during the adventure of following Christ. Align yourself with the purposes of God as described in His Word. Consider options that also align with the purposes of God. Give Him your training, gifts, opportunities, and say to the Lord, Use these for your glory, not mine. Ask God for direction and for Him to show you the best choice of what you should be doing, and then submit to God's direction. As you say yes to serving Jesus with your life, you will find your purpose in the adventure. I've seen that happen in my life. These podcasts are the result of my following those four directives just last year. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with His Spirit's transforming power and say yes to a life of adventure with Him. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 7 of Satisfied.